Alrighty, welcome to Wednesday, May 13th, 2020, folks. Uh, quick weather update. It's been a really nice sunny day, uh, so that's that's good. I'm, I'm glad that it was because uh, I spent most of my day outside. Um, so I met with most of my students online today to talk about their uh, meaningful work projects, uh, and I think a good portion of them, a good number of them definitely have something to work with, uh, but there, there's a few for whom the open structure is making it difficult to choose a topic. So I left them with some ideas and I'll reconnect with them tomorrow to see uh, if they haven't gotten anywhere with that. But today what I've really been thinking about is conducting, conducting experiments remotely. And uh, the reason I'm thinking about it is because I spent most of the day putting together a, vid putting together a video of me rolling a marble through a tube. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it probably took me nearly five hours to get it out, plus the half an hour or so that it took to upload to Google Drive. Now, I do like my toys, and, um, you know, so it was fun to play with the cameras and the microphones and the tripods and the video editing software and all that, uh, but it's really annoying to make this sort of video, especially on my balcony, um, the same balcony that I sit on to make this podcast. But I think that it was important for me to go through this process because it, it raised some interesting questions for me. How are we supposed to engage students meaningfully in activities? Um, not just meaningful work, but meaningful activities, right? And as bad as I am at it, I enjoy this type of work, but what about those people who don't enjoy this type of work or you know, the people who don't have the equipment that I do to, to do this sort of uh, video thing, like multimedia thing. And really, this is not uh, how we should be getting our students to learn through experimentation. They need to be doing the work themselves. And, and, and if not that, then they need to be able to gather around and ooh and ahs experiments take place in front of them while, while the teacher's doing it. And if not that, then they need to be able to laugh at me while I'm fumbling around making mistakes, right? That's all part of the learning process, the learning process that we're missing uh, through, through this distance education. So what I did was I asked my students to replicate Galileo's inclined plane experiment. And so in that, they're meant to roll a ball, they are meant to roll a ball down an inclined plane and record how long it takes to go the full length, the half length, and then a quarter of the length. I came up with this while I was trying to think up an introductory activity to our algebra unit. And I'm still trying to figure out how it relates to algebra, but I'm sure it does. And I know that 9.8 meters per second squared, you know, the acceleration due to gravity of, a, of, an, of an object in free fall has something to do with it. Um, and maybe, maybe I just need to play Tom Petty for them. But I, my expectation was not that all of them would be able to access this experiment. So I, I, you know, for whatever reason, really, it'd be access to resources. They're not allowed outside. They can't find an inclined plane that's long enough. They just don't care. Uh, so I told them that I'd provide the data if they needed it. But I wanted to also model the experiment and show them that it is possible to do if you're resourceful. And it's more interesting for me to get, to make a video than for me to just, you know, drop in some numbers and say, hey, here you go, uh, right? Because they can see how I came up with those numbers. So I recorded a video of me doing the experiment and, and it, it took a really long time. I almost felt like Les Stroud filming myself, you know, Survivor Man? Yeah. So there was the setting up of cameras, the setting up of the microphone, and then explaining a portion of the experiment, and then resetting the cameras and microphones, and explaining another portion of the experiment, and then realizing that I forgot to hit record, and resetting the cameras and microphones again, and then cutting through ABS piping with a hacksaw on a glass patio table, and then resetting the cameras and microphones, and then 
having the cat decide to lend a hand, and then in just adjusting the angles of the inclined planes. You get the idea. There's just all these little pieces that have to have to play nicely together, and it, it's it's a bit of work to get that done. And then after I had filmed it and recorded it and all that, I had to edit edit it, and I had to edit out the bad bits, and I had to look for ways to cut the video down in length so that the students don't just veer off. And you know, then I had to wait for my computer to render the file. So it's there's just a whole bunch going on, and and throughout this whole thing, I'm jumping around back and forth, avoiding expensive equipment and the cat's tail, and it's just it was just it was a lot of work to just do something that would have been so easy in class, you know. It's not, I'm learning, I've learned that this is not a sustainable to, way to do the work. There just isn't enough time to continue to do this sort of thing, right? It took way longer than it should have. And, you know, the students could probably have gotten it all done in an hour if we were in class together. And while I feel, you know, that this type of thing is interesting, I don't like doing it when I'm forced to. And I, I really don't think it's as, as effective for students uh, as it would be if they were doing it them, for themselves, for, you know, they're divorced from the learning, they're passive in the process, they, they're not actively engaging with it, there's no discussions taking place, you know, the problem solving, the collaboration, the critical thinking, just how do we make this, you know, inclined plane at a steeper angle or a shallower angle, or how do we increase the length of it, or is this the right size marble to fit, uh, all these little things that students have to do right or like Johnny's not here he's been in the washroom for 10 minutes how do we continue on without him those sorts of things aren't happening now and that's that's part of the learning so I guess my suggestion for you is is get your students to do experiments on their own of course because I think that's a great way to learn but and but be careful about the ones that you choose and limit the number of materials that are required you know limit the number of steps that are required to complete the experiments it's something that we're sorely lacking on, sorely lacking from right now, and uh, we've really got to get our students up and about and away from our computers or their computers. And I suggest if you're going, if you're going to give your students an experiment to do, make sure that you're doing doing the experiment yourself. You'll learn some what some of the challenges are, and then you know you can waste a day that you could have spent marking. But it's also the next best option, uh, even though it's not a good one. Right on. Um, that's it for today, I guess, and uh, just before I wrap up, I'd like to ask for contributors. So if you have an interesting story to tell about remote learning and teaching, I'd love for you to contribute to this podcast, so please connect with me. Uh, I, I would love for, for some feedback, if nothing else, if you're enjoying this podcast, if there's something you'd like me to talk about or something you'd like me to do a little bit differently. And yeah, I guess that's it before I ask today's question, really. Uh, what's one book that you think every edu educator should read? Or what's one book that changed your perspective on education? So what's one book that every educator should read? Let me know by tagging me on Twitter. Uh, I'd love to add to my collection there and give me some, some more reading material. Uh, if con you can connect with me through the links in the description. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to connecting with you. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow, folks. Right, I forgot to mention that tomorrow is Thursday, so there is that Zoom meeting. Be sure to follow me on Twitter so that I can uh, send you the, the, the login information.